it's time for another episode of squaring up the sharp we have a uh, pretty good episode for you here today we're going to talk a little xfl and go over some ratings and and what they're doing after four weeks and then uh pretty much going to be an all baseball show for you uh go over some futures some some odds predictions things like that that uh, austin and i have uh, cooked up for you so uh first things first here uh we are presented by the sharp uh, i'm sorry not we're not presented by ourselves we are presented by uh the link and uh check out their website everything's free uh make sure to uh, check that out all baseball stuff coming up and uh obviously like i said we're doing futures here today check out the website we're doing a team preview every every uh pretty much every day leading up to the season now so make sure to check those out uh just want to get that out of the way so we are presented by the link check out the website lynqsports.com i'm max carroll i'm joined by austin weinrich how you doing austin <sighs> i'm a little tired max i just had to run through an entrance i don't know if i was supposed to use that you're supposed to use uh, a vip i think oh what's that oh hey jd <laughs> You're, you're a real straight shooter, JD. I'm sorry. I didn't know I had to use that uh, new entrance now. Uh, I'm sorry. Do the right thing, though, JD. Don't throw me out. I've been a fan for 30 years, JD. Come on. <laughs> Be cool, bro. Do the right thing. Ah, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were doing something. I didn't, know, I didn't expect that, though. But, uh, yeah, if you didn't hear, I mean... Spike Lee, the longtime <laughs> Knicks fan, that was, that was uh, Austin's impersonation of Spike Lee, getting kicked out of uh, Madison Square Garden. So uh, yeah, well, he actually made it through the game, but uh, yeah, was, it was an, it was a tense moment. Was, and it, was his melt his meltdown was before the game, right? In the hallway, it was in like underneath the in the, the tunnel. It was uh, on well, the garden for people who don't know is actually underneath Penn Station. Yes, the garden is on like. The fifth floors. I don't know exactly yeah. how it works. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of weird how they have it all set up, but uh, yeah. So that was beforehand. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, you you kind of were in tune to it a little <laughs> bit more than I did. But let, correct me if I'm wrong. He was supposed to use, or no, he's been using the same entrance for how long now? Twenty-seven years or 27, something. <laughs> Twenty-seven, twenty-eight years, and. Uh, All of a sudden, the rules have changed. <laughs> they said no longer can he use the player entrance. And instead of just being reasonable about it and saying, let him get to a seat, say, hey, hey Spike, uh, can you, uh, yeah. from now on, can you use the VIP entrance instead of that? And I'm sure he would have been like, okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't want, after, after that whole thing, I don't want to assume anything because you never know how someone's going to react. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess you have to go off that premise that there was a better way to handle it right yeah instead of surrounding <laughs> him with like five security guards yeah in the hallway it's not a good look i mean the knicks are a mess obviously the whole dolan ownership <laughs> you know it's has that's had its problems obviously but you're coming off of a couple years ago with charles oakley and the whole incident with him well he won the court case against charles oakley and he bragged about it on okay. Twitter. Well, that's the thing too. <laughs> if you look at the press release from from, like you said, there were better ways to handle it. No, it was almost like a ha ha. Yeah, you know, no, I beat you, and I didn't do anything wrong. Which I I actually agree with. I don't think that he did anything wrong, James Dolan, in terms of how you know it could have been handled better. But I don't think he's wrong in asking him to use the the entrance, the other entrance. I agree with you there that it's not wrong of him to ask him to use the other entrance. But you got to remember, this is like. The NBA is so run by celebrities and players' personality that yeah. sometimes you just have to give in to little stupid demands. No, it's true, and I think when it, it it is kind of interesting to look at 
Dolan, he owns the Knicks. He owns the Rangers. And... Keeps he, his hand out of the Rangers, he, though. Yeah, he doesn't touch <laughs> the Rangers, and they've been, of late, you know, up until a couple of years ago, they had been pretty successful, and now they're kind of on the on the up and up and up again. But, I mean, you, when you look at the Knicks, it's just completely different. You would think that they had two different owners. Yeah, no, you would think so, but nope. <laughs> so he had, you know, that issue now with Spike Lee. Spike Lee goes on the, uh, what show was it? It was First Take, yeah. the ESPN Gambit. The Knicks are getting crucified on Twitter. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like if he didn't handle it that way, it would have it would have all been okay. If he didn't, the press release didn't help either. He should have just let Spike Lee do his thing. Yeah, bitch about. Yeah, just keep you know keep just, quiet. And just keep the Knicks quiet. Because there's video of it. There's <laughs> yeah. video of Spike Lee losing his mind, and it's like all right if he just kept if if the Knicks mm-hmm. didn't say anything as an organization and they just had that video. They'd be like, all right, well, what's up with Spike Lee? You know, he's he's losing his mind. And if it's you know, if it's true that they just asked him to use a different entrance for the for the future, then the, the problem was they should have just. He already entered that way. He's yeah. been entering that way. So you, you just let him go to his seat, sit down, and then you say, hey, uh, we just got a new policy for safety issues. That's all you have to say. Just yeah. make up some lie. Uh, and uh, yeah, and it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, that that could be the case. Like, hey, you have to. You have to use this entrance because of security concerns. Uh, how can you argue with that? Yeah, that's, that's what it. it's all about these days: is security and making sure your fans are safe or whatever. So if that's what you're going to say, and he's going to come back at you and give you a problem with it, then you then, win. Yeah, then it's like, all right, well, you know, what what's anybody going to say at that point? N- nothing. Are the fans but gonna, are the going to be on his side? Are they? You know, I think Dolan's are Dolan's in, a, in such a hole with this team that well, that's the issue does, too. Is anything he does is going to? I'm looking at more as his reputation. Has already yeah. been hurt by all his decisions. Yeah, I mean, and we saw uh, it's not. They couldn't uh, even get a free agent. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, their biggest free agent was Julius Randle. Exactly. He's a good player. He's a good player. He's a pretty solid player, but. He's not Kevin Durant <laughs> or Kyrie Irving, which, I mean, you look at what's going on with, you know, with the Nets. Well, it's, was, it's more Kyrie. Kyrie, you didn't want, but it was it sort was a of a package, package deal. deal. Yeah. And uh, just the whole thing with Kyrie, he's just like. What's up with him? Oh, yeah. His his mentality is just so out there. I would love to see a uh, <laughs> have bring him up with JD in the straight shots featuring Kyrie Irving. Oh my god, that's that's another crazy thing. If you didn't get the the straight shooter reference, uh, the name of James Dolan's band is JD and the Straight Shots, and <laughs> he forces his band to open for Billy Joel basically every time. Yeah, he plays the Garden. Hey, I mean, he's a billionaire. He could do whatever he wants, you know. Like, he can make. He makes his own. He owns the freaking garden. Like, he can do they whatever even, he wants. They don't even have a record label. If you look at their record label, I was looking up their songs. Yeah. It's JD and the Straight Shots LLC. Oh, it's just the band name. <laughs> yeah. just the, he, they're their own. They're their own record label. Yeah. But hey, uh, when you have that much money, who's going to say anything to you? you no, know? I think uh, his other musicians. <laughs> but that's I, well, that's part of the problem is that, like you said, it's his reputation. And, you know, people already look at him, bec- you know, oh, he's got so much money and he's doing this and that. And it's like, why can't you just let it go? Which is kind of besides the point. It's like, all right, if you're doing it for the right reasons, that's fine. But go about it the right way. 
And when you have uh, the the only celebrity that pretty much, I mean, there are celebrities. Uh, we were talking about it as a, as a you know our our friends group was talking about it. It's like they have they have celebrities that show up. Oh yeah, they do. But um, I would say a lot of those celebrities are fair weather fans. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not McEnroe, but listen, the generation after us doesn't know John McEnroe. Yeah, we yeah. barely know John McEnroe. And Spike, I mean, Spike Lee's he's on TV. You know, at the Knicks games, almost Sitting more front than, row, more than they show. Yeah. You know, their own guys. So, he's a stalwart in the in the uh, fan. They base. always give him a nice little interview on a, yeah, when they, they play they, national games. Yeah, they would have celebrities row and yeah. stuff. And he's always the he's always the front guy because he's at every single game, and which is saying a lot because of how bad they've been. Yeah, he still shows up to games, and he goes. So, <laughs> in that sense, I mean, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. If you're James Dolan, at, at you know, you still have to implement your policies if that's a policy, but go about it in a way that's, you know, not just common sense. <laughs> you're basically your biggest fan, you could argue, um, and you know, it becomes a PR thing at that point. Speaking of uh, James Dolan rumors, he's about to get paid. He actually owns the LA Forum, and there yeah. are reports that uh, Steve Ballmer for the Clippers wants to buy the LA Forum to build a new stadium. Yeah. Um, I did see you mention that. I wasn't aware. I wasn't even aware that he owned the LA Forum. Yeah. But I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, what doesn't he own at this point? He owns, you know, basically he owns Long Island pretty much. Well, he sold uh, Cablevision for a chunk of change. Amount. Yeah. So he's he's not hurting. I mean, if he wants to, you know, I'm curious what he's going to get for that, for the uh, LA Forum, because I know that, like, you know. Hundreds of millions at least. Yeah. And it's been talked that. The Clippers want their own stadium. Yeah, they don't want to. Sh- they don't want to be the little brother anymore to uh, the Lakers. And you looked at, you know, this season for the Clippers. You thought, all right, getting Kawhi, getting Paul George. It was like, all right, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna come out from behind the Lakers' shadow, and the Lakers come back with uh, LeBron James <laughs> and Anthony Davis. So, well, uh, the issue is too. For national games, if you're the Clippers, the Lakers are always gonna get the home games. Yeah. So you're playing on the road for Christmas Day. Yeah. Thanksgiving, all those nationally televised games. Yeah, which I I mean even if even when the Lakers weren't, you know, like at the tail end of Kobe Bryant's career when they weren't doing much like they, they were still, still playing, draw, yeah. You know, and as long as they have um you know, I mean you can't even say I mean before LeBron James was there, they were like exciting to watch in some ways, you know, they still had Kyle Kuzma they had, uh, you know, before they got rid of D'Angelo Russell and all those guys, they had some young guys that could play. Uh, and the Clippers, you know, at that time, they weren't any good either. So it's like, all right, they didn't even take advantage of the time that the Lakers were bad were too. Bad. Yeah. yeah. So oh. it's, um, yeah, it was a it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good impersonation. <laughs> I'm sure you know. Well, people also don't know that. He loves to play the harmonica and kazoo for some reason in his uh, <laughs> uh, in li- his band. The life of a billionaire. You know? I wish I had it. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> Maybe then, someday. And then Twitter can make fun of me as much as they want. Yeah, who cares? That's that's what's that's what's weird about it. It's like why do you why are you so sensitive? I mean, uh, what what kind of insecurities do you have? I mean, you have all this money, like you don't have to worry about a thing. Just sit home. 
you know, do whatever you want. Go to as many games as you want. Go to the games, <laughs> you know, and just. But every it. time he goes to the games, they, yeah, they just sell the team, <laughs> sell the team. And then he'll point to them and get them banned from the stadium forever. Yeah. Which has happened on numerous occasions yeah, in videos. Yeah, you have to have some thicker skin, <laughs> you know. If you're gonna if you're gonna own the Knicks and the Rangers, and, uh, and any New York team, I would yeah, say yeah, you have to Philly team, probably Boston too. Yeah, uh, which is you know Northeast mm-hmm. pretty yeah. much like they'll get on you. Uh, you know I'm sure you know our, our buddies out there in Chicago they know what that's like. Um, you know in in other areas you know like we mentioned L A, it is more of a you know Miami like it's more of yeah. a you know a, th- a thing to do and if the team's not good you know there's always other there's other things yeah there's you know? like there's always a movie premiere or something like that yeah, going on a movie or the, you know you go to the beach like you know that was a thing in in Miami before LeBron James you know it was like there's so many other things to do because it's so nice there all the time pretty much yeah and that's it, the thing that the, that's what the Marlins are struggling with now or I mean, they've been struggling with for a long time. They haven't been able to get fans down there. In well, the Rays long. either. That's why the yeah. Rays have talked about that weird uh, Little Montreal half half. split. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. No, but we'll I don't see. think so. But because it's got to be, it's got to be collectively bargained. I would assume. See, the thing is that Major League Baseball they already have thirty. Well, oh no, they have thirty teams, right? So they're thirty. They can, yeah. they'll, they'll probably add two more. I mean, with, if they're going to expand the playoffs, you know that the next thing coming is. Player expansion. Is, is I mean, team, team expansion, and you would have to look at it. I don't know the financials to get into Major League Baseball because uh, it's become more regionalized. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, nothing compares to the NFL. Obviously, you know the scarcity of games. There's so many games to to watch in Major League Baseball. I think I think as we see, you know, like the like we mentioned, the playoffs are going to expand. Then the next thing after that, I think, is team expansion. And then you might see less games. You know, you might see 154 games or, or something like that. Because if you're going to expand the playoffs, now you're looking at the playoffs basically going to when? Like the mid-November? <laughs> you know, it's an outdoor sport. Mr. How, October. Yeah. It'll be. You're going to have Mr. October and half of November, pretty much. Like that's. Someone will be Santa Claus soon. That'll be his <laughs> playoff nickname, Santa yeah, Claus. Santa, Santa Claus is coming to town. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what you're looking at down the road if they don't cut back on some of that stuff. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I know we weren't planning on going in that direction, (laughs) but that's a good discussion because, uh, we are going to talk a lot of baseball. Well, you got the new NFL CBA coming out, which is being voted on right now. Yeah. There were a lot of players that came out and said that they didn't want it. Uh, yeah, there's a big, a lot of the big names on Twitter have said they're voting no. I mean, it yeah, barely it's... even passed proposal to send to the players. Yeah. I think it was 16 to 13 or something like that. Yeah, they needed a majority. I think just to get it to the players, they needed a majority. Before that, they needed like two-thirds or something. Like the whole process is kind of convoluted as you get uh, closer to the players actually voting on it. So, you know, you obviously the top guys, I mean, the big thing with that, before we get into the ex- – this is kind of like a nice segue into football here. So before you get into um, – you know, you got to take what those what those top names say with a grain of salt because that last game, you're not it's capped out two hundred fifty. No, no they, they got rid of the cap. Oh, they did get rid of that. Okay, but so. that was that seemed like a negotiation tactic. Like you just throw out some so ridiculous. 
and see if it yeah see if they just if take they it. say yes and you're like yeah. okay yeah yeah uh, i'm sure <laughs> i mean the owners are smart guys you got to think that they went basically that. the players would have been playing for free that game well yeah but i mean <laughs> well that's what i mean like it's capped out at 250 so the guys that are getting paid more than what four million dollars a year are gonna be losing money yeah. essentially but the guys that i mean the guys the guy the, the the lower level guys they're not getting 250 they're getting if they're uh, making less than four million i don't know what their the salary they're getting their salary so league uh, minimum is i think it was 685 or something yeah so if you're one of those guys you're not getting you know Anywhere it's, near it's not like everybody gets 250 if that's you know well then there's active roster bonuses yeah there's yeah there's a you know there's other things that go into it so you know i'm not surprised that the top top players in the league are you know shot that down i also don't like the 17 games because you're gonna have teams with nine home games versus eight home games yeah yeah, it's. Uh, I know yeah. it's not the biggest thing in the NFL, but uh, I mean, for I, I, I would want my team to have nine home a games. Competitive advantage, then mm-hmm. yeah, I'd want I'd want that ninth home game as far as revenue. It's revenue yeah. sharing across the board. Uh, yeah, as an owner, so, I mean, that's, yeah, it's it's more money. It's more money for everybody, pretty much. Uh, so in that sense, but as a fan and as a as a player, I would think you know having that ninth home game as a as opposed to a ninth road game, you'd want that. Because it is not, it's not going to be. And then there are rumors that the Jags are going to play two home games in a row in London. Uh, Yeah, it's inevitable, I think, at this point. It's inevitable (laughs) that they're going to go. The guy's been, the the owner, uh, Khan, he's been like. Does he own Arsenal or something? He does own, uh, I think he does own one of the soccer teams. One of them, yeah. But, you know, that's that's been a discussion for a long time. I really don't want it to happen. I, uh, it, yeah, I think uh, they'll be horrible. You uh, will never get anyone to sign with that team. No, why would why would you want to why would you sign up for that? I mean, it's it just doesn't make any sense. It's going to be you know the Jaguars already have issues with their cap, <laughs> and this guy has a ton of money. Well, speaking of uh, trades, the Jaguars just traded AJ Bowie for a fourth round pick to the Broncos. Yeah, but I'm that not cannot happy about be. That official until march 18th i think the league year starts yeah uh why aren't you happy with that trade i'm just not happy because we see and we kind of talked about this today and i know i've mentioned it to you before but just the giants in general they they just seem like they don't know what they're doing they need a cornerback they have an opportunity to get one who just a couple years ago was one of the top guys in the league i remember before John Gruden became a coach, he was like obsessed with this guy. <laughs> He's like, this guy's amazing. You know, on the Texans, he was just basically like a lockdown guy. And he goes to Jacksonville where everybody's disgruntled. So I don't really, I take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, he had, um, I think they said like it was like an over 100 passer rating or something. Yeah. But I mean, like going there, you look at Jalen Ramsey, like, he wasn't the same player. He didn't even want to play for the team. So it's well, like, how yeah, can that's, you... that's somewhere you have. I agree with you. You have to take it with a grain of salt because you know after Ramsey got traded, the whole morale of that team just went yeah, downhill. Yeah, the the whole the whole thing was a mess. I mean, you had Minshew mania, obviously, but I mean the team the team wasn't very good. You trade Ramsey away. Now it's like, all right, well, obviously we're not going to compete anymore. Yeah, Tom you know. Coughlin drove that team into the ground. Yeah, Tom Coughlin gets fired in the middle or steps down at the in the middle of the season and it's like you know, the team the team wasn't going anywhere. So I take that with a grain of salt. He's a good player. The Giants need a corner. You're trading a fourth round pick. Why weren't 
why couldn't the Giants do something with that? Well, probably because they traded their third round pick for Leonard Williams for six weeks. Yeah, but that that's part of the, <laughs> that's part of the problem. I mean, that's part of the problem is that they they decide to do that in a mid, in the middle of a at the tail end of a season that was it shot already was useless, and now they have an opportunity to actually make the team better and get a need position. They did not need Leonard Williams. They no. did not need him. They need a corner. Because well, they just wanted to look at him before free agency. So he traded a third-round pick, which... He plays in the same <laughs> city. Send somebody to the freaking games to watch him. Why does he need to be in the Giants uniform to watch him? This is what, it's just so frustrating to me that, uh, that they go about things like this. And now the draft's coming up. I know you put an article out. Who'd you have the Giants taking? Uh, me and Zach did a mock draft. We had Tristan Wharf. Okay, I think a lot of a lot of mock drafts have him in that slot going to the Giants. Yeah, it could be him. Uh, a lot of people are saying Isaiah Simmons, but uh, Wharf actually killed it at the combine. Yeah, what do you run like a four, four eight, eight six as an offensive lineman? Yeah, and he can play all positions pretty much. Yeah, um, maybe not center. Yeah, center, I don't know. Left tackle might be an issue for him. Yeah. They say he oversets a little bit, but he should improve. But he's a four-year starter or three-year starter from Iowa. Well, the only true freshman to start in Iowa he's on the a th- offensive he, line. He's a three-year starter? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, he's and he just looks like a monster, this guy. Like, you look at his numbers, and he, like, broke, like, three records for... Oh, broad jump. Broad, broad, vertical yeah. vertical leap and... Uh, broad jump. Vertical jump or whatever, broad jump, and the 40. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's an athletic freak, and in today's NFL, you need guards slash tackles that can get up to that second level. Yeah, yeah, and uh, as, as a Giants fan, I mean... Uh, I want them to address the O-line. I think they have an opportunity now to really solidify that O-line for a few years at least. But but there are other needs, and that's the problem. Is like this team has so many needs right now, and you kind of mentioned it today. You know, the problem with keeping a GM around too long is that they start to make moves to save their job instead of looking What's, at Yeah, the, best for the future, build for yeah, five years. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't really thinking of it like that, but after you said that, I'm like, I'm a little worried now. Yeah. I was already because, worried, but now I'm even more concerned because why would makes it even less predictable. I mean, he's already blatantly said that he doesn't like trading down. I don't think he's ever done it before. Yeah. So why? I, if he, if he, see the thing is with me. I know you guys have worse going, and I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. Uh, protect- I wouldn't mind Simmons either. I have no problem with Simmons. Not that early though. No, Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. I don't. He's a top ten pick. Well, they, well, they can trade down and get him. <laughs> they can trade down and get him. I don't know if he'll be there when they trade down. If they trade down to, you know, if they trade with the Dolphins or something, the Dolphins well, want yeah, to move pick, up and yeah. trade down to six. No, the Dolphins are five. Six are the Chargers. Okay, all right. Okay, so the yeah the mock draft that I saw today had the Chargers uh, potentially taking Herbert. Yes. And if his stock is, is rising, that's going to make it even more interesting for the Giants if a Dude. team wants to jump up. Well, that makes it interesting for both the Lions and the Giants. Yeah. And the Redskins are a wild card because no one has any idea what they're doing. 
I think that that's like the most sure pick in the draft. And <laughs> it, that's, it should that's, be Chase Young, but it, that's like you the, don't actually know if they're sold on Haskins yeah. because they have a new yeah. coaching staff, I, new GM. I, I feel like I'm in the minority with that. I feel like what the Cardinals did last year, it was almost like that was the one time that I could see that being a good move. And I guess if you if you have the guy in mind that you want and you're convinced that he's going to be the future, then you take him. But the way I look at it is they took Haskins last year. If they take a quarterback now, they waste they're not getting What did the what did the Cardinals get for Rosen last year? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was a second round pick. So you're not getting the value back if if you really think two is the guy and you're going to take him then you better be right because then we're then we're looking at like we would like what we just talked about the gm is drafting to save their job instead of looking for the future unless you're convinced that haskins is not the guy because you can fill another need yeah i mean chase young is everyone's number one prospect on the board but the issue is quarterbacks the most important position so you have to have a quarterback yeah so burrow's going number one Basically, hands down. Like, yeah, and then it's Tua and, and Herbert. Those are those the, seem to be the rankings. I saw another quarterback in the in the first Jordan Love. I think his name is Jordan Love. State. Yes, he was uh, pretty good. Um, I heard his interviews weren't that great, though. Did you? I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to. I love the interview process. I wanted to bring this up. Did you hear about that one guy? No. Nah, uh, please explain. The the uh, prospect who, when they asked him. You know, what's one thing that you would change about yourself? He said that I was, he said, I wish that I, I had a bigger, Dick? uh, yeah, he was really? like, yeah. And it got out, which a lot of people, it always leaks. About. It, it leaked out. But everything I, always leaks. You know, to me, it's like, Hey, well, I mean, if that's, if that's what you would change about yourself. If that's the only thing you would change. Yeah. But I mean, but these NFL scouts are crazy. So they might interpret it like. Insecure. Oh, yeah, he's insecure. It could have just been a joke. Like, Kenny loses confidence. Yeah. yeah, you don't know the context. Yeah, yeah, everyone could have laughed in the room, but the way it leaks, you just get yeah, you the just words get the on answer. the paper. You get the question and the answer. You don't get the facial expressions and all that. So Yeah, I've heard um, some interesting questions leak. It was, I've heard the, are you gay? Really? Yeah, play, people have asked players, are you gay because they don't have a girlfriend? Weird things like that. That's uh, that's <laughs> that's bizarre. Yeah, it's very bizarre. <laughs> I don't know if that person still has what a job that because that leaked. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. That's, and then it, it, if you don't have a girlfriend, they ask why. And then people, especially quarterbacks, if quarterbacks well, don't have a girlfriend, that's just like I guess that's like a stigma. Yeah, like you're the you're the quarterback. You got the prettiest girl or whatever. You have to. Yeah. And if you don't, then what's wrong with you? Exactly. You know. So, so they look at it like that. That's 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 crazy. I, you have to assume that everything is going to leak out now. Like just just don't be stupid, <laughs> you know. And as a player, like whatever, you know, if you're joking around. But the whole, you know, going back to the whole Manti Teo thing. Well, that was story that he, now. <laughs> now it's like, all right, well, you know, that was just that was on another level. Hey, MTV made a show that lasted like eight seasons. Like two hundred episodes. <laughs> what cold catfish? Oh, is that what? Is that why? Because <laughs> no. Well, that I think that guy got catfished. 
Oteo, Matt Oteo? Well, Matt, yeah, Matt, you didn't, you no, know the I know, story. I know the story, but I didn't, I thought that he just made it up. I didn't know that that was like a real. No, no, someone catfished, yeah, there was someone who made all that up. So he, okay, so he just. He I, fell for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. But I thought. Okay. I thought that okay. he made up the girlfriend I, I dying he, and all. The, no, no. He made it, it was up. some random person. All right. So he's absolved. Then. Yeah. No. No. It's okay. not his fault. He just okay. fell for it. All right. Hook, so line and sinker, okay. which right. actually happens a lot. It seems like. Uh. Yeah. I think that. Yeah. I, I've never been into internet dating, so I don't really know. No. It's. Uh, Max it, might have more experience with that. <laughs> it's. Uh, it it can get uh it can get pretty interesting I'll tell you that but uh, that's all I'll, that's all I'll say about that um, but yeah the the whole draft thing obviously that's coming up uh, at the end of April so we'll you know we'll get into all that as it gets closer and yeah we'll start looking in out. the uh, there's a lot of betting that actually goes on in the NFL draft uh, you'll have amount of quarterbacks taken in the first round who goes number one overall all that yeah. stuff yeah there's there's a lot of them that you know obviously you could. I think last year we, last year, I forget what we did. We put something on like Joey Bosa, or not Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, like going outside of the top three. And what did he end up going? He ended up going two, I think. Ended up going two, but there was something that happened that was surprising. Yeah, I don't remember our bets. Yeah, we I, we did a bunch of them, but they have like how many how many offensive players go in the first round yeah. compared to defensive players? The, what's the over under? How many wide uh, receivers go? Running yeah, backs? So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And if you know, especially for that first night where you're tuned in, and you're I actually hate the new NFL drafts. Yeah, I, I hate I, the Thursday, like, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. I miss my Saturday, Sunday. Just get it done. I I used yeah. to just sit on the couch all day and just watch the NFL draft. Yeah, the first round takes four hours, <laughs> which <laughs> well, doesn't make any sense because each team only has, what, 10 minutes? Well, they lowered it you to know? 10. It used to be 15 minutes. Imagine that, 15 minutes to decide. Then you get your commercial breaks. Yeah. Well, it's actually more than four hours, right? I mean... Easily. If each team has like taken up 10 minutes and... It was a solid 16 teams, hours of television. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But hey, that's, that's the NFL, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, but staying with football here, let's just go over kind of what's going on with the XFL right now. Uh, some XFL news. We have the, uh, the, the still undefeated Houston Roughnecks. Uh, they won again last week, and uh, they go to 4-0. Um, some good, some good storylines coming out. Uh, the Guardians won a game. Yeah, uh, they're 2-0 at home. They're 2-2 on the season. It's good uh, for them. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the okay. So yeah, the stats here. So the Guardians beat the Wildcats. The uh, St. Louis Battlehawks defeated the uh, Seattle Dragons. Speaking of the Wildcats, it seems like that was a miserable choice for uh, team location. They seem to be dragging down the XFL. Yeah, I know that the well, the Saturday games in general have not been good. Uh, the Sunday, I think the, the highest rated game that's been consistent is the Sunday, what, like 5 o'clock game or something like that? Which was actually the lowest rated game this, this week. week. Was yeah. it really? The okay. w- ratings for week four, we have ABC, the Wildcats versus Guardians was 1.5 million. Uh, then on Fox, the Saturday late game was Dragons and Battlehawks, 1.8 million, which was the best rating, which was not a good week. Yeah. And then the Roughnecks versus Renegades Sunday was 1.1 million, but they put it on FS1. 
that's that's been they killing. didn't have that the first couple yeah. weeks. Now they're putting it on FS1, and it is hurting the ratings. But that Saturday game that you said, one point five, I think the average was one point four. Yeah. So that Saturday, the that Saturday game, did the best, but yeah. it's also on ABC and Fox on Saturday. Yeah. And then the Sunday night game, the Defenders at Vipers was barely broke a million. Yeah. And they were on ESPN too. And that wasn't a good game either. So twenty five nothing was the final score there. The defenders who looked like they were gonna you know They did beat the beat NFL combine though. <laughs> Ratings did wise. They? Yes. Okay. Uh yeah, I mean Obviously, we kind of all knew, and we talked about this the last couple of weeks. We knew that the the ratings were going to go down just because as the as the uh, excitement wears off a little bit for this new product. But uh, they are, you know, I think they the first the first week they were what like three point two, and now they're they're less than half that. At one point four was the average this week. Yeah, so, but they always know week one would be the yeah. best I mean, ratings. The, I mean, the 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 best thing that they can hope for is that. These games, there were some exciting games. I mean, they were all one possession games up until that last game. Uh, and the Roughnecks stay undefeated. They beat the Dallas Renegades 27-20. Landry Jones went out with an injury. So he's going to be out for a couple weeks now. So that kind of hurts a little bit. And I'm pretty sure he missed week one, too. He did. So he was only played in uh, three games, uh, two and a half roughly, because he had to leave this one. But, um, yeah, I mean, the big th- it comes down to quarterback play. If the quarterback play is good, then the product will be pretty decent for the most part and we've seen the uh the roughnecks you know with with uh pj walker he just continues to to play well he threw for 239 and two touchdowns this week i think he has like 16 17 touchdowns in four games or something like that so you know he's looking good and uh i mean that's that's pretty much that that's they're gonna live or die by the quarterback play I, i i believe you know, and it, and it's going to be interesting to see. You know, like I like you know we have talked about it before. Where, all right, if is this guy, they 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 have a an agreement. Well, the players as part of their contract, they can't leave until the season's over. Okay. They can't. They can't. But then they're allowed to accept. Then they can. Yes. Yeah, okay. So they can. They have to wait until the season's over, and then they can. You know, if an NFL team wants to take a look at, they, NFL can't pull them off one of these teams right now. So that was a smart move by the XFL because now you're not going to lose some of those guys, which I don't think you would lose anyway because it, the, the time of year it is. Like, I mean, you could always sign a contract, but nothing's going on because this ends the same week as the NFL draft, so it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and yeah, until camp starts. I mean, if this was going through the summer, then you'd be more concerned about it because you want guys in camp and stuff like that. But there's time, and they set it up nicely where there's time between the end of the XFL season and the time that camp starts to where you don't have to worry about them poaching your guys, you know? Uh, so, And you can always poach NFL guys. There's, I don't think there's an agreement the other way. Uh, no. That, w- that would be interesting if they like a practice route. Squad. Because if you, yeah, I guess if you're on a practice squad, because like you said, the league minimum, if you're on a roster, you're getting... I think the I think the salary for I'm not sure what the salary is for the, the practice squad. I think is around 300k or like 350. If you make the practice squad, yeah. Um, uh, the XFL salaries. Do you know what those are off the top of your head? I do not. I think they but all, they all get paid the same. Uh, sure. yeah, they do not get paid that well. Uh, one or two players you're allowed to play. Usually, the quarterbacks are making the most money. Uh, it says here that. 
the estimated average salary is around 55000 for every player. But there's things. So they have bonuses worked in. You get a base salary of uh, every week you get basically $1,000. But then for each game played, you get a you get an extra amount. And then for a win, you get an extra amount. So actually, if you're on like a crappy team... It actually sucks. Yeah, because you're not a lot of money. For each win, you get an extra two grand plus. It seems like Vince McMahon kind of worked at like UFC, like a lot of the UFC fighters' contracts. It's a lot of the money they actually make is from win bonuses, knockout of the night, submission of the night. That's how they actually make more money than maybe they would otherwise. Yeah, it's... Um, Unless you're, like, that top-tier guy, which the XFL does have. The XFL allows you to play, pay, like, one or two players on your team over a million dollars or something. Yeah, uh, and you would imagine that money's going to go to quarterbacks. Um, uh, but, yeah, when it, yeah, it says here when it comes to quarterbacks, it's more hefty. Uh, sources told Yahoo Sports that the league's top quarterbacks, former NFL players like Landry Jones and Cardell Jones, are expected to earn around 495000 in 2020. The XFL wants to make quarterback play in high-scoring, fast-paced offensive attacks its draw for which fans. Which makes sense. Which, what we just talked about, it's going to live and die with the quarterback. Uh, so they get about, you know, uh, the most valuable player on the field gets about 10 times what the average player is getting. So, I mean, that's pretty much in line with the NFL. Yeah. You know, the quarterbacks are the highest paid, and the, the XFL is no different. Uh, the minimum salary for... It says here for reference, the NFL, the minimum NFL salary for 2019 will be 495000 right, so, so their top close, salary yeah. is the minimum for the NFL. But, I mean. Yeah, the NFL, obviously, you know, you're, you're, uh, there's a lot more revenue. But, yeah, so it's interesting to see that salary breakdown. But when you're that second-tier guy, like third-string guy, special teams player, you're not really practicing. You're not getting any better. No, and, I mean, and you're getting no tape on yeah yeah i mean it it sounds like i mean for you know for two months if you're get if you're playing for two months or whatever you know throw some let's say three months uh three and a half months or so you're you're getting paid you know on average 50 you know 50 something thousand it's not that bad uh but i mean you have to say it could be better like you know the, the nfl that's their that's their job like the xfl after you you know you're not you're not going to play in the xfl and then take seven months you know and come back <laughs> and then you know oh. not do anything except train because you're not you're going to run out of money pretty much uh if you're only making fifty thousand for three and a half months you're not you, you need a part-time job like <laughs> or, or a job afterwards and it also depends what uh state you're playing in because a little known fact is the taxes you get taken out are actually based on where the home game is. So okay. if in New York, you get taxed a shit ton. Yeah. But Texas, if you're playing yeah, in Texas, yeah. you got no state income tax. Florida's got no state income tax. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, because these guys probably aren't living in, like, they're not moving to these cities, I would think. Right? I mean, like, if you're, uh, if you're, play, if you're playing for the New York Guardians and you and you have a home in... You know, and you're and you're from California or something. You're not buying a house in New York, or you're not. Maybe four guys are splitting an Airbnb for a couple months. I don't know yeah, how it works. Yeah, uh, which kind of sucks because yeah, you're living here. But I mean, I guess if your check is, you know, you're, if your check come wherever your check comes from, that's where you're going. That's where yeah, that's where your that's where your tax is coming out of. So I guess that makes sense. But yeah, it's 
you know, for the amount of money they're getting, you know, it does cut into your, to what you're going home with every, every week, obviously. Um, but yeah, just to run through, you know, we didn't want to spend too much time on it, but we'll take a look at the, uh, the standings, the standings here. Room. Yep. So we're halfway through the season now. It's an eight game season, right? Uh, 10 games. 10 games. 10 games so. Yeah. 10 games. So, so this week will be the halfway point. Uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks are three and one. Uh, the defenders and the Guardians are both two and two, and then you have the Vipers at one and three. But the defenders beat the Guardians head to head, and the Vipers had a big win this week against the uh, defenders. I think it was. Um, yeah, they laid a dud. Shut them out, twenty-five nothing, I believe. So uh, the Vipers get a big win uh, in the XFL West. You have the Roughnecks, like we said, still four and zero. Are still undefeated. They're four and zero now. The Renegades two and two, and obviously with the injury to Landry Jones, we'll see what happens there. Uh, the Wildcats one and three, and the Dragons one and three. So uh, obviously we can see how the Roughnecks are winning here. They have sixteen touchdowns in four games. Yeah, that's uh, uh, pretty good. They've also given up the second most touchdowns. So a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, going up and up and down the field. In but the I think games. that's exactly what that's yeah what they want. That's what they want. They don't want like. Uh, you know, the Guardians. I think they, what did they win last week? 17-14 or something? 17-14. They've scored only five touchdowns in four games, and they've given up eight. <laughs> this is this team is, is what the XFL does not want right now. Um, well, yeah. when Kevin Gilbride's your head coach. Hey, that's what's <laughs> going to happen. That's exactly you know, what That's what's going to happen. Uh, you know, for all their struggles, they they've it looks like they've given up the second least amount of points. Or they have the second best scoring defense uh, in the league, but they have the worst offense by far. So uh, when you're when you've only scored five touchdowns in four games, you've got you've got some issues. So um, that's a little recap. You have anything else you want to add about the XFL? No, nothing crazy going on there. Um, attendance is down a little bit from game one to game two because every team's had two home games, but it's it's not horrible yet. Yeah, and just to. A little look ahead here. Uh, uh, do you think the... Uh, I got a question for you. Sure. What do you think is a bigger draw in L.A.? The L.A. Wildcats or the L.A. Chargers? Uh, why? Do you do you have the numbers? I don't have the number. I have... I would the, hope. I, would ha I have the L.A. Wildcats numbers. What are the Wildcats numbers? It is... For last week... Well, their game two was... Thirteen thousand five ninety-five. Okay. If, so we can look up the Chargers. The char I think the capacity is twenty. Chargers. I thought it was thirty something, <laughs> which still is terrible for an NFL stadium. But how many of those were actually Chargers fans? You remember watching those games? Yeah. Well, Not that's, many. That's a good point. I would hope that <laughs> the Chargers. I honestly think it's close. It, it might be. It might be close because you know, I mean. I'm sure people have taken the XFL and run with it, but you have to think that, you know, teams, XFL teams, uh, fans, uh, they're not traveling with the team to, to go watch them play. Maybe St. Louis because they kind of got the Rams ripped away from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple I mean, times. They're, they're, the only, they're the only team here that doesn't have an NFL team, but like we talked about, they have the infrastructure for it, so that's why they, they put a team there. Um, but if you had to, you know, do a little look into your crystal ball here, uh, the XFL already, I think they're, they're, they're planning on, on adding two more teams. They are. Uh, I'm not, I, I, I'm not, it, it's, I'm sure it's not confirmed, 
but from what I understand, they have they they have two teams in reserve for injured players. Where if a player gets hurt, they pull from one of these two teams oh, to fill that spot. So if they do that, if they let's say they add two more teams in the future, they got to put one in the east and one in the west. Would you think that they're gonna put it? Where there is no team, or where there's no NFL team, or would you think that they would keep it, keep with... it where there is an NFL stadium? I would say Philadelphia would be a prime location to choose. So you think that they would put it where there's already an NFL yes, team, I think... as opposed to kind of trying to tap into another fan base? No, that's what the AFL did, and they struggled horribly. Because you because they, they like... had like Alabama was one of the home teams. Yeah, I think they put one in Birmingham yeah. or something, and it didn't it didn't no. do well because it's college it's college country down yeah. there. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to see. Obviously, my guess you know, would be Philly would be the next spot for the East. Philly. I mean, I know that there's no. I mean, New, uh, the Patriots run the the north mm-hmm. the uh, uh, the northeast up there, but you know Boston. You know, could that be an interesting location for, Maybe. for an XFL team? But if you look at where. The Patriots actually play. It's not in Boston. It's, yeah, it's like thirty. It's like thirty-five minutes yeah, or something. It's, it's kind of in like of Boston. Nowhere. But that's what, that's what I mean. Like, if there was a team that was specifically like in the city of Boston, do you think that it would do well? <sighs> that's tough to say. I mean, the fo- the fans up there are football fans. It's not like, you know, because there's no team in the actual city, they're not fans of anybody. They're obviously Patriots fans, but would it be enough? To have a team, you know, in a city like that, like I, you know, on the East Coast, you have, you know, Carolina. You could put a team. I don't know, know how populous Boston is as a city, though. I don't. You've been there before. Didn't go to yeah, college there. For- yeah, I lived there for a few years, and it's, it's, uh, you know, it's got the, it's got the small. It's it's kind of hard to explain. It's hard to explain. It's no, it's nothing like New York City, obviously, with the amount of people. Uh, Boston's a much smaller. Uh, in terms of population, but uh, isn't the city set up shitty though? Like all yeah, the roads, yeah. Systems? It's it's kind of it's kind of a mess how they how they've set the whole thing up. It's um, one thing New York has done right is we they just gridded it out. They were like, this is a grid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's the you know what I wish that they did, and I, I'm sure this our our buddies down in Chicago might appreciate this. Is I did read something years ago that's how chicago deals with their traffic is they don't allow deliveries into the city until after midnight or something like that so these trucks aren't blocking up all the roadways (laughs) which i wish well uh did you see new york's new ad campaign for uh idling they brought out uh do you know who billy idol is yes yeah they had him sing a song saying something about idling's bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like they brought out the 80 star Billy Idol yeah to to sing a song about idling like sitting in traffic no like those trucks that sit there and idle oh. while they make deliveries oh oh my oh. yes okay. this is what New York wastes money on yeah bring yeah. Right. yeah vague uh, 80 stars yeah to try to get a point across um, but yeah I mean I did see that I, or I, or I read something about that and because that's a big problem we have here on Long Island, just the, the traffic. You have, you have a couple highways, you know, that... And we only have, what, 5 million people? Long, Long Island's, like, <laughs> s- between 7 and 8 now, I think. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, oh, just, you know, oh, yeah. it's only 7 or 8 million, you know? 
And then you have New York City that has pushing 10 million now in that little, uh, you know, little square, you know, whatever, however square mi- however many square miles it is. But that's, uh, you know, that's kind of, you know, I digress, but I, <laughs> I wish that we could do something like that uh, where, you know, there's not so many trucks on the road. But um, well, let's jump to baseball. That's yeah, let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's talk some baseball here uh, to finish up with. We have a couple things we want to go over. We're going to look at some over-unders and, uh, for, for te- specific teams, and we're going to give our takes. We're going to give our best pick for each division in terms of over-under, of what we would put our money on. Uh, we're going to pick one team each from that division, and we'll, kind of, we'll touch on each, but we're not going to get into them in depth. We're just going to pick our, our, our one team, our best bet from that division of what we think is going to happen for that specific team. And then uh, we're going to go over some, some MVP odds, both ALNL, some Cy Young odds, and uh, we have up here the home run leaders for each, uh, for each league, respectively. The so fun stats. Yeah, so we're going to get into some of this. And uh, uh, let's start off with, let's go over some, t- some team totals here. Um, we'll start off with the AL West. We'll, we'll go AL down, and then we'll go NL West down. So AL West, we have, obviously, the Astros, the, uh, uh, the Angels, the Athletics, the Mariners, and what's the last team out there? The uh, <laughs> I'm blanking. There's Oakland. Uh, I said Oakland? Oakland. I said Oakland. Uh, there's always one Houston. that escapes your mind. I said Houston. The Mariners. Oh, the Rangers. Rangers, okay. yes. Uh, Texas so, Rangers are somehow lumped into. Yeah. You, you have two Texas teams in the AL West. Yeah, so, yeah, which <laughs> you talk about, you know, realigning uh, things. But um, so let's just kind of run through this real quick. We'll give you the numbers. Uh, for the Astros, the over/under is uh, 94 and a half, and these are uh, this is off of Odd Shark. I think these might be. This was February 28th, so it's been about a week. So they might have changed a little bit, but you're you're still looking around this number here. So the Houston Astros 94 and a half, the uh, LA Angels 85 and a half, and then you have the Athletics at 89 and a half. The Mariners at your your uh, your Mariners over there sixty seven and a half, and then the Rangers at seventy nine and a half. That's pretty impressive. Sixty seven uh, and a half wins in a hundred sixty two <laughs> game yeah. season. So all of them are actually pretty close to what they did last year. Outside of the I mean, Angels, the Astros. The Astro, well, I, I I take that back. Actually, uh, the Athletics one ninety seven, and now so they're dropped by seven and a half. Uh, the Astros won 107, and obviously we know what's been going on with well, them. the cheating scandal. They lose Garrett Cole, you know, so they've they've had some changes, and then the uh, you mentioned the LA Angels. They go from 72 wins last year to 85 and a half. They added Rendon. They look to have a better team this year. So if you had to pick one of those teams, which one are you which one are you looking at? Is that you would put your money on either the over or the under? What are you thinking? I'm gonna take the Seattle Mariners. And the under. <laughs> I should have seen that coming. I don't know why I even asked. I, it is amazing how bad they are. Yeah. Literally making no moves. Their one free agent signing this season was Carl Edwards, who the Chicago fans should know. He was on the Cubs for their bullpen. They are banking oh, on rookie starters Jesus Sheffield. Didn't they get him from the Yankees? Yes, they got him from the Yankees. Yes. And... Uh, he started a couple games, and then they immediately sent him down to double A. Okay. Not even triple A. Double A. So uh, that was our big trade for James Paxton. 
Although it looks like the Mariners might have gotten the last laugh because yeah. Paxton's hurt already twice. Who knows what's going to happen with him? That's, uh, you know, you, kn- you knew But him. the Yankees knew that going into yeah. the trade that Paxton's been hurt. But uh, I mean, you knew the that. Mariners' best hitter is Kyle Seeger, who uh, batted two forty eight, I think, last year and got off to... <laughs> Wasn't he an all-star a few years ago? Yes, he was. He was actually pretty good, and then they yeah. signed him to a massive contract. Once his uh, <laughs> once his brother came into the league and stole all the shine. Yeah, now he's been awful. But uh, they can't even trade him because he has a poison pill in his contract where he, his salary goes from like $18 million to like $30 million if he gets traded or something like that. It's insane. Wow. His agent's a genius. He's a genius, but not at the same time because now he's, he's stuck on there, a crappy yeah. team. You know, it's that's, you know, I, I've never heard of anything like that. You know, maybe it's more commonplace. I just haven't heard of it, but, you know. Yeah, they're going to be shuffling people in and out of the majors and minors. So yeah. there's no pitching staff. Felix Hernandez is gone. You're going to rely on Marcos Gonzalez, who I think had 14 wins last season. Solid starter, but he's really a number three starter on any quality team. Okay. And he's the Mariners' ace. So, yep. So. They're just going to get slaughtered all season. I think uh, it looks like Vegas is tending to agree with you here. If, you took, if you're going to take the over, you're looking at even, uh, even money. Uh, taking the under is minus 130. So, I mean, you're basically looking at them to lose 100 games is what you're saying? Yeah. If you think they're going to lose over if 100? If they hit. 62 wins, I'd be surprised, to be honest with you. Okay. So, I mean, that could be a little side bet for you. <laughs> if, you, if, you if you're that confident, maybe say, all right, they're going to lose 100-plus games. Over 100. Yeah. I'd have to look into those odds, see yeah. if I can get those. Uh, you probably, I mean, five and a half wins is uh, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty big number, so yeah. you probably get some pretty decent odds on that. Um, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the Angels. I know I, t- I talked about them a few times. Uh, as as one of my, I think I picked them to win the the West. Uh, when, yes. When we did our picks last week, um, eighty five and a half wins. I think that they've made some pretty nice improvements. Obviously, I mentioned added added Rendon. Uh, you know, eighty five and a half is you know that's a little bit better than five hundred. I think this team is you know the Astros aren't going to be the same team they were. I think they're going to get some wins there. Uh, the Athletics. I don't know how they do it, but they just continue. To when win. you actually have a confident GM yeah. who yeah. actually yeah, kind of ruined that. baseball. Imagine that, you know. Um, and he kind of ruined baseball a bit by just taking it to the nerds. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. He was the first, pretty much, to do it. So all the all the people that don't like analytics and what Major League Baseball has turned into, I guess you can kind of look at that. Um, but yeah, I think that. Yeah, I blame Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. And Jonah Hill. Um. Yeah, I blame Jonah Hill more than Brad Pitt. Uh, but, yeah, I guess uh, I'm going to go with the um, – as my best pick for this division, I'll go with the Angels here, 85 and a half. I think they could win 87, 88 games minimum. I think if they – I think, honestly, if they if they win less than, you know uh, – if, uh, if I was an Angels fan and they win less than 88 games, I'd be pretty disappointed based on, you know, now you have some protection for Trout. Uh, hopefully Otani's healthy. Uh, the pitching is going to be the big question, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Angels at 85 and a half as my best pick for that division. Actually, from uh, CBSSports.com, Mike Axia, he has the Angels' free agent moves as the best wins above replacement. Okay. 
at 16.4. All right, so obviously Vegas looked at that because it looks like they're they're one of the teams that have the biggest jump, jump positive and wins. At the 13 and a half from what they did last year. Uh, they won 72 games last year, so. So if you go by the war numbers, you should hit that easily then. Yeah, if you're going off of that, you know, you're looking at a big three-game three difference. Yeah. Is that's, that's pretty big when it comes to war. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Angels there. Uh, let's shift to the Central where we have the – we'll run down the list here. We have the White Sox. Uh, they have a big jump too, actually, at, and and from, from all intents and purposes, they have – They've had a very good uh, off season as well. Yeah, that's actually his third best team. Okay, and what's that number? Twelve point six. Okay, so that wins. that's actually right right on the number here from last year. They had seventy two wins last year. They jump up twelve and a half wins to eighty four and a half is their number uh, for the over under. Then you go to the Cleveland Indians. They're at eighty five and a half. Uh, Detroit Tigers fifty six and a half. They're probably going to be one of the worst teams in baseball. It looks like uh, the Royals sixty four and a half. And the Minnesota Twins at 92 and a half. Uh, so you have some bottom feeders in that division with the Tigers and the Royals. Uh, both look like, you know, Vegas believes they're going to lose 100, 100 plus games potentially. Uh, and then you have top heavy with the Twins at 92 and a half. And then two middle, middle teams with the White Sox and the Cleveland Indians both sitting around potentially 500. Uh, what's your best pick for this one? It is actually the Detroit Tigers. I'm going to take the over. I, I was actually leaning that, but yeah. because you did it, I'll, I'll go with something else. But That is actually his second best team, Mike Alicia. Really? At 14 and a half. For what they added? Yeah, for okay. their wins above replacement. And after watching Miguel Cabrera today just blast yeah. Garrett yeah. Cole. I mean, crank two home runs. Yeah, I, I hope that he has a I hope he has a bounce back year. I because. think that's what they're banking on is him being healthy. They have a lot of good prospects coming up, it seems like. Uh, they have the base MLB pop, uh, pipelines, number seven best prospect, Casey Mintz. And he's going to be, uh, what position does he play here? He's going to be a candidate for rookie of the year. I don't know what position he plays. I thought he was a pitcher. I Is think he's a pitcher. pitcher. Um, I and mean, then Riley Green. He came up in the middle of uh, the season, I think. He should be good. So they've got some young talent. Uh, they haven't been good for a few years. Uh, like I said, that was going to be my pick because 56 and a half is... Yeah, I you know just got to take a chance that Yeah, they're going to hit 62 wins I mean, at least. you're looking at... You just don't lose every... You know, they could lose two out of every three games and still hit that number pretty much. I think that's what it, that's what the math works out to. I mean, if you're looking at, you know, 150 or 50 and 100, and then, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're basically sitting at, you know, just win, you know, one out of every three and don't lose <laughs> seven in a row at any point throughout the year. But, um, you know, they only won 47 games last year, but you mentioned some of the, the names. But honestly, if they get hot in the beginning of the year and just run off like 10 out of 20, your goal yeah which i mean <laughs> yeah just play play 500 baseball for a month yeah and you're looking pretty good so uh yeah vegas is on is on the same page as you the over is at minus 145 and the unders plus 110 just the number's so low uh that's pretty tough but um yeah for me i think i'm gonna go 
you know, I'm leaning, I'm leaning going with the Twins under because I, I feel like it's going to be difficult for them to repeat what they did last year. They won 101 games, but that's still a pretty big gap. Uh, I'm going to go with, with uh, you know, the third-ranked team uh, in terms of war here and go with the Chicago White Sox. Uh, I'm not trying to, mm-hmm. you know, be a, be a homer for the Chicago boys down there, but uh, 84 and a half wins, and they, you know, they just signed Moncada to a big deal. So, you know, maybe, you know, you hope that it works. You know, you've seen a lot of players sign deals and then they go out and they don't they don't perform well because they got paid. Uh, but this is a young team. They've got some good pieces in place. They're going to be an exciting team. Uh, 84 and a half. I mean, I think they'll. I think they could be three games over, you know, uh, you know, 84 and a half. You're looking at basically 85 and what, 85 and 77 pretty much. Uh, eight games over 500. Um, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, I could I could see that. And. You know, if the Tigers play to their level that it looks like, you know, a lot of people think they're going to play to, and the Royals, they're going to be able to beat up on some of these teams. They play what nineteen? You play nineteen games against teams in your division, right? I'm pretty against sure. Against each, that's how, I think. Yeah, they've cut down on the interleague play. Yeah. So I think I think you play nineteen against each team in your division, and so they're going to have thirty-eight games against the Tigers and the Royals. And then it looks like the Indians have kind of taken it. Who knows what's going to happen with Lindor? Uh, so, you know, 85 and a half there. They're pretty much head-to-head even. I mean, you're going to have a lot of wins coming your way just in your division if they do what they're supposed to do. So beat the teams on your schedule, and I think they'll be, uh, you know, they'll be pushing 90 wins, I think. So uh, the White Sox are my pick for the, the AL Central. Uh, let's go to the AL East here. Obviously, we got the Yankees. Uh, Yankees are at 102 and a half. We have the the Tampa Bay Rays at ninety and a half, the Blue Jays seventy five and a half, the Red Sox eighty four and a half, and the Orioles at fifty six and a half. So another another fifty six and a half number here. Uh, who are you going with? I'm actually going to take the Yankees under. Okay. It is bad odds at minus one seventy, but we got Judge with an injury again already. Looking like... Judge and Stanton. Judge and Stanton. Looks like they're going to miss opening day. You'd be lucky if you get them back before April. Yeah. Uh, Severino out for the year. Yeah, Severino. Paxton out till who knows oh, when. Oh, yeah. So um, that's four out of your 25-man yeah. roster right there. Yeah. That's probably missing at least the first month of the season. I mean, we saw them do it last year with... Uh, with the guys, you know, but like their luck's Gio gotta, Urshela, and yeah, I mean, your luck's got to run out with these prospects coming up. You're banking on them repeating what they did last year, and I still think they won the division. I'm not. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. They won. They won 103 last year with a makeshift team that you could say for the most part. Um, they do have one of the best bullpens in baseball, if not the best. They did bring in Garrett Cole, but you know who are you relying on after that? You're relying on Masahiro Tanaka. Uh, Domingo Herman is suspended until I don't know the exact. I think date. he's suspended for another twenty something games, um, so he'll be out until May. Like him, and, you'll be lucky if him and Paxton come back at the same time. I think. Uh, yeah, but even then, when they come back, you got to get into. Yeah, you're not going to be the same shape. I mean, Paxton had back surgery. It's not like he had. And he's a tall guy. Yeah. So, how's that going to affect his his throwing? A guy that relies a lot on velocity and things like that. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you here. Like you said, it's uh, you're not getting a lot of value. Minus 170. Yeah. So hey, That number might have went down a little bit, win total, because the injuries. I think the, the only people that are that are picking the over here at plus 130 are like just diehard Yankee <laughs> fans that, that uh yeah but you're not even getting not not what realistic are you, what are your odds here on that for uh the over for the over is plus 130 yeah so, i mean I mean there's good odds but you're not getting you know to me for for that number that's Listen, a, that's a big that's a big deal to get uh, that number 100 wins is tough yeah, uh, yeah. Um, How many teams did it last year? I think the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Astros. The Astros, yeah, and the Twins. Uh, the, the, twi- trend, twins the Twins did won hundred and uh, one. one. I mean, the best part is you get the Orioles, who are god awful. Yeah, I mean that's that that's pretty much why. I mean, you're talking about uh, you know, but outside of that, I mean, the Rays have been a good team recently. Uh, for my pick here, I'm actually going to go with the Red Sox in the under. At eighty four and a half, uh, you know Chris Sale. I think you're it, banking on the Mookie Betts, right? Mookie Betts is out. Um, well, he's traded. Well, yeah, yeah. he's tra- yeah he's out of town. Um, and again, do they? I like. I don't even know. Do they even have a manager yet? I don't know. I have not seen yeah, anything. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. I'm gonna have to look it up here. Uh, obviously, Alex Cora was fired. So let's take a look. You know, now, you know, the first thing that comes up is Chris Sale. Uh, shut down with an injury, uh, flexor strain. It does not need Tommy John, Chris Sale, but, no, but uh, it's going to be at least a month he's out. Uh, yeah, so uh, it looks like they do not have a manager yet. Uh, and you're predicting this team to go over 500. I mean, the manager in baseball, it is what it is. I'll be the first to say that I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, but, you know, losing Mookie Betts, Chris Sale out now for... I you think know. that just leads a hangover with your team if you trade your best player too. Yeah, and you know they're going to be relying on on the same production from those younger guys. You know, Raphael Devers, who just had a great year last year. Uh, guys like that. Again, eighty four and a half. Um, I mean, playing the Yankees, playing the Rays. Uh, it's it's going to be tough. So I'm going to go with the under on that. The under right now, you're actually getting uh, negative odds for both the over and the under, which is. Uh, usually you see minus 110, minus 110, but this the under is minus 120, and the over is minus 110 here. So uh, a little bit less value for the under, but in my mind that's the uh, that's the safer bet here. Um, so let's switch to the National League, unless you have anything else about the AL. No, just uh, I had a question for you. Sure. Why do managers wear baseball uniforms? I don't know. It's it, silly. It's very odd, right? It's silly. It's silly. They should be like, they're not playing. Like, let them. They should be. They should be wearing. You know, let them, they can wear sweatpants or whatever, or whatever they want yeah. to wear. Um, like breakaway pants or something. Yeah, yeah. Just why do you I, need baseball? Is, it is kind of weird. It is kind of weird that they do that. I think it's just a tradition. Tradition. I think it's game. just a leftover from when you used to have player managers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when Pete Rose was betting on himself to get three hits. I mean, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. I mean, that's coming from me. I I like the old school NFL coaches that wore the suits. You know, I don't like guys looking like they just rolled out of bed. Well, and you the know, problem is the now. best head coach probably ever, Bill Belichick. Uh, looks like yeah, he doesn't care about his physical appearance at all. <laughs> he looks like he's just shoveled homeless man. <laughs> yeah. They just rolled out yeah, saying, no. "Here's our head coach." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've seen you know just guys. That, 
have kind of taken that look and ran with it. You know, Matt Patricia, obviously, all the top, all the top guys. They all look. You know, Kyle Shanahan with the with the hat. You know, he was. You know, that's what he's known for now is wearing the the uh, flat brimmed hat and all that. But I like that better than the MLB uniform. Yeah, because it's not a flattering uniform. No, it's not, and especially tucked in. You know, these guys. <laughs> you know, I, I just think of Terry Collins, and he runs out there, and it looks like. A little gnomes running out on the field, like a little dwarf heading out there in a in a baseball uniform, and uh, you know, with his with his gut hanging out and, <laughs> and all that stuff. So yeah, I agree. Uh, it's not it's not a flattering uh, uh, not a flattering uniform. So, um, but yeah, let's get over to the NL here. We'll start with the NL West. Uh, the Diamondbacks are at eighty three and a half. The Rockies are at seventy four and a half. The Dodgers one hundred one and a half. So. One of two teams projected at over 100 wins, along with the Yankees. Um, the Padres, 82.5, and, and the Giants, 68.5. So this division is obviously top-heavy with the Dodgers. There's only one other team, uh, the Padres at 82.5, um, over 500 projection, and the Diamondbacks, 83.5. So... You got some. You got some mid-level teams there. Obviously, the Dodgers are are the, the heavy favorite to win that. I think when we did our numbers, they were like minus nine hundred or something like that. Yeah, they might have jumped to like minus thirteen hundred. Yeah, something. so that's you know obviously they're going to run away with it for you know for from what we can see right now. Uh, so so what do you think about this division? I'm actually going to take the Dodgers over. Okay. I just don't see anyone in this division that can compete with them night after night and. That lineup is scary. Yeah, you know, it's who do you got? You have, you got Betts now. You have Bellinger, uh, Max Muncy. You got Seager. Yeah, you just have guys <laughs> up and down the lineup that uh, that can that can hurt you at at any point. I really don't know what else to say about them. They just look like such a dominant team that yeah, I think they might even challenge that 116 win season. You think so? I think it'll be close. I'm okay. I'm going. I think they're gonna get to one twelve. I mean, like, when yeah, I mean, yeah. When you look at these, when you look at the over under win totals for the entire NL as a whole, uh, there's not there's not many teams that really stand out to you. I think outside of the Dodgers, uh, the Nationals are at eighty nine and a half. Are there any? I don't even see any other teams on here that maybe the the Braves, the Braves at ninety and a half. There's not another team outside of that that's above ninety, which is, you know, pretty. Yeah. Wild. It just tells you that there's a lot of parity outside. You know, the Dodgers are are the team to beat in everybody's eyes. Uh, I just want to double check and make sure I'm not missing something here, but that's what it looks like. All the other teams are in like the mid to low eighties, and. Uh, you know, you have to think that the Dodgers are just going to beat up on some of these teams. That's what I'm predicting. That they're just going to dominate their own division. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm leaning in that direction. 116 wins in a base. It's tough. It is tough. That's, I don't th- know if they get there, but I think they're going to challenge it. You're going to see they're going to have a rattle off like 12 wins in a row. We saw the what did the Red Sox win a couple years ago? They won 112. Did they win 112? I don't remember. I think they. I think they. It was something like that. It might have been one hundred eight. It was. It was around that one ten mark, um, and and it was like a ba- It was like a season for the ages. Like one hundred sixteen yeah. wins is just crazy. Um, but it, you know, like you said, the 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 players they have. If any team's going to do it, it's going to be this team. 
That's what I'm banking on. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go. I honestly, I think the Diamondbacks are gonna be better than eighty-three and a half. Uh, I'm torn between the Diamondbacks and the the uh, Padres. There's there's going to be another team in this division that finishes over 500. There's, I, I, you would assume I, so. I have to think that that's <laughs> going to happen. And right now the Diamondbacks, 83 and a half, they're right there. And the Padres, uh, I'm going to lean the Diamondbacks here. Uh, I think they have the better pitching staff. Uh, they still have uh, Robbie Ray, I believe, who's a, yes, who's a big pitcher. Um, he's kind yes, of yes. I actually bet him to win the Cy Young a couple years ago, and he did not perform well. <laughs> um, yeah, the the over right now for the Diamondbacks, uh, eighty three and a half. It's hitting at minus one thirty. The unders even money. Uh, so Vegas is kind of leaning in that direction as well. Uh, I just see I'd see another team going at least five hundred here, and if the Diamondbacks, you know. Uh, you know, you got to think that they're not going to get swept by the Dodgers, and they're going to be able to beat up on some of the, you know, the, the Giants and the uh, uh, the Rockies, who have a seventy-four and a half win total. You know, um, so I'm going to go with the Diamondbacks with the over here at eighty-three and a half. Uh, I'll take them, but I, I do agree with you. I think the Dodgers that one hundred one and a half number uh, is very tempting. Yeah, you're getting that at minus one twenty-five, so that's pretty good. Uh, you know, both of them are, are minus money. If you're going to pick one, you got to go with the over here just because of the NL. The NL as a whole is pretty, uh, not mediocre, but I think there's just a lot of teams that, you know, that we're not sure about right now. And the only, the, the sure the sure team in the NL is the Dodgers. Yeah, so. so that's what I'm banking on. So let's move to the Central. Yep. Um, I'm actually going to lean the Reds here. The Reds have an eighty-three and a half win total, and, a half. and they did they did make some good moves this offseason. Yeah, so uh, and they do ha- they made a couple moves last year to set themselves up, uh, you know, bringing in Trevor Bauer uh, at at the end of last year. Uh, this is another division here. Like I said, there's not many teams that really stand out to you. It's the Reds at eighty-three and a half, the Cubs eighty-five and a half. Uh, who else do we have here? The Brewers eighty-three and a half as well. The Pirates sixty nine and a half, and the Cardinals at eighty seven and a half. So Vegas has the Cardinals as the uh, the best team here, but you have four teams predicted to go five hundred or better, uh, according to their win totals. So I mean, they they signed Mike Mustakis, El, El Guino Suarez was a stud El last Eugenio year. or uh, yeah, I yeah. don't know how he's exactly. Yeah, he played, hit. What did he hit? He had forty home runs last year, I believe. I think forty-seven. He had. Yeah. Out of nowhere, I've never heard of that guy before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've got some guys, and with that stadium, uh, they're gonna they're gonna be able to hit. That's he what, actually that's, had forty-nine home runs. Forty-nine home. Wow, I didn't I didn't know he hit that many. I thought he was in like the <laughs> low forties. Forty-nine is impressive. Uh, he was pushing Pete Alonso apparently for the uh, the home run title, but um, yeah, the, the the Reds are a good choice. I think they're they're an exciting team, and for them, I mean, for the over, you're getting minus one sixty five. So uh, a lot of people on the Reds right now to hit that over of uh, basically get eighty four wins or better. Uh, if I had to pick one here. Uh, it is tough, uh, but I think I'm gonna, I'm going to go with the Cardinals under. I know they always seem to have, they always seem to have a, a, a you know, a, a point in the season where they rip off a bunch of wins in a short amount of time. But I think with the Reds getting better, and the 
what's the other the other one here? It was the Red the Cubs? I mean, I, I think it's going to be tough for them to win eighty eight games with the Cubs. I'm worried about them trading uh, Chris, Chris Bryant yeah. at some point. Yeah, I'm curious what the uh, what the guys down there in Chicago think of that. I did see something a couple a couple days ago that they're going to bat him leadoff because their leadoff position was one of the worst in baseball last year as far as getting on base, which you know obviously you want to get the party started. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Cardinals here. I just think there's too much in this division. Uh, you know, I could see the. I could see honestly the division winner here winning 85 games. Like I could, yeah, I think it's going to be a that. real tight three team race. It looks like yeah, and that's what Vegas is predicting. Yeah, and uh, right now if you take the under for the Cardinals, it's minus 145. You're getting plus money if you take the over. I just don't see it happening. Uh, you know, if you want to go for value, I guess I, I just don't see it uh, for this one. They won 91 games last year, and I kind of feel like it wasn't. Uh, you know, like they, they they do have Marcelo Zuna, they have Paul Goldschmidt, so they have some bats, but I just you know, uh, they didn't like stand out to me last year. Like I wasn't impressed by them, and they won ninety one game. I don't know. I just don't. I don't see it happening again. Um, so let's finish up with the NL East here. Obviously, my Metsies, uh eighty six and a half is the over under. Uh, what else do we have here? We have the Atlanta Braves at 90 and a half. They're the only team besides the Dodgers that are predicted to have over 90 wins in the NL, which is, you know, kind of very, it's, it's surprising to me. Uh, the Marlins, 64 and a half. The Phillies at 85 and a half. And the Nationals at 89 and a half. So they're predicting basically a... Uh, it looks like what was the Phillies? So again, another division where you have you have th- four teams at eighty-five wins or better, uh, with the Mets, the Phillies, the Nationals, and the Braves. Obviously, the Braves ninety and a half. They're predicted to win the division, uh, but uh, another division where you're like, all right, are these teams just going to beat up on each other, and the division winner is going to win 89, 90 games. What do you think? Uh, I'm leaning towards taking the under of the Nationals. Okay. I think it's going to be a little bit of a hangover. Yeah, losing Rendon. Uh, you know, obviously another year with Yeah, they Mont- chose Strasburg over Rendon, basically, yeah. with their money. Yeah. But um, Strasburg does worry me about injury concerns. Yeah, you have Scherzer, who's another year older. You have Strasburg with the injury concerns. He's hurt pretty much once a year every year it's just a matter of how serious it is uh you you know you have exciting players like juan soto uh his i I love their team don't get me wrong i'm just i think there's going to be a little bit of a hangover and it looks like vegas is split on them right now you know they won the world series last year winning 93 games you know you take the 89 and a half so you're saying all right they're going to win 90 or more it's tough that it's tough i I think the whole analyst has gotten a little better yes i agree uh, you got to think that the Phillies and they they weren't world killers until until the end. Yeah, until yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, and obviously Rendon. You know, Rendon was the you know outside of Bellinger, he was the best player in the National League last year, and he's off the team now. So you're going to take a hit. They won 93 games with him last year. You know, it, uh, it's going to be tough for them to repeat that. Uh, and then you have the Phillies, which you have to think the Phillies are going to figure it out at some get point. Get a little better. They have too much talent on that team. Uh, you know Bryce Harper again. I hate the guy, but their lineup is solid. Uh, you know they they went 500 last year at 81 and 81. So I mean you got to think that they're gonna 
they're going to be a little bit better this year. The Mets, pretty much right where they won 86 games last year. You think that they're going to be right around where that number is. One of the best best pitching staffs in baseball. Uh, another year, Pete Alonso, you know, Cespedes, maybe, maybe. motivated. You never know uh, with him. But, you know, just keep him healthy. And this could, you know, the Mets you know, could just be. Get him his cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, right. And keep him away from any wild horses or, or no, wild, wild, wild boars. boars. Wild boars, yeah. Uh, but, you know, the Mets, you got to think, you know, as a Mets fan, I hope that they're there and competitive at the end. And it looks like they have the, they have the bodies to do that if they stay healthy. Uh, this one's tough for me, and, and I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go with the Miami Marlins, honestly. I'm going to go with the under I thought you were going to pick the Mets. No, I... I, I thought you were going to pick the Mets under and just blame Ray Ramirez, so you, <laughs> yeah. even though he's not on the team anymore. No, it's tough for me to pick the Mets when I just don't have any faith in them right now. The whole ownership thing rubbed rub people the wrong way. It's just been... Uh, you know, you want to be positive going into the mm-hmm. season. There's been a lot of stuff that to be concerned about so uh, i'm gonna go with the marlins here they're, they're i think the marlins are gonna lose 100 games and if they do that they'll hit the under uh you are getting plus money for the under i think you know they're playing these these four teams you know these are four good teams if they stay healthy that they have to go up against basically for half the season well it's four teams that are projected over 500 baseball yeah so you would assume you got to beat up on the marlins yeah and the marlins won 57 games last year uh, 64 and a half just seems like, it's, you know, uh, you would hope that your team would win at least 64 games in a season. But, you know, the Marlins and just the, the whole, you know, feel of the division, I think it's going to be tough for them. Uh, and you're getting plus money with that pick. And I actually feel pretty comfortable taking that uh, at plus 110. You're getting plus money. So, uh, but I'm going to go with the Marlins there. So those are our picks for the for just each our division. Best bets best and bets divisions. In terms of over-under. Uh, so you know we'll uh, we'll keep track of those obviously as the season goes on and we'll we'll kind of feel it out. But uh, let's hit on some some MVP odds, some Cy Young odds, and then we'll finish up with the uh, the home run leader uh, for each league. So the MVP odds right now for the AL, obviously Mike Trout's at the front minus one ten, uh, which honestly is not that bad of a. You know if he stays healthy, he'll he's probably going to win the MVP. Um, well. If- I, I looked at the last three years winners. In the AL, you got Trout, Betts, Altuve. But okay. the Altuve one is now under huge suspicion that a lot of people are mad about. And then in the NL, you had Bellinger, Yelich, Stanton. Okay. But I've noticed a trend in the AL. The last two seasons, you only need to play 134 games. Trout won it last year, only playing 134 Betts played 136, but Altuve played 153. Okay. I think I think what we're seeing now is, you know, more days off. We've seen – we see that yeah. in basketball now. Uh, obviously, football, you know, there's so few games. You're not giving guys time off. Uh, but baseball, you're going to see it now, you know, keeping those guys healthy, giving them a day every – you know, basically, you're talking about a guy getting a, a day off every week pretty much. You're not seeing a guy play – Yeah, pretty close. So. You know – the days of somebody playing 162 games are gone. Uh, you're not going to see that anymore. And if you do, it's a pretty impressive feat to stay healthy through an entire year. But, yeah, Mike Trout, I mean, he hit 45 home runs last year in 100 th- in 134 games, you said? Uh, yeah, slash line was 291, 
438 and 645. Slash line is batting average on base percentage and slugging percentage. Okay. What was the slugging? Uh, 645. I feel like that's a little low. Oh, no, I'm thinking, okay, no, I'm thinking no, no, of no, OPS. No. I'm thinking of, oh, yeah. oh okay. That's so, when you add up yeah, everything. Yeah, uh, on base and, and uh, um, was on base and slugging percentage. Yeah, that's usually one point something. Yeah. Uh, well, well, if you're Mike Trout. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Mike Trout minus one ten. Aaron Judge plus nine hundred. You know, Aaron Judge is hurt, so you're already looking at a missing a month. I would assume. I'm yeah, be honest with you. I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't feel comfortable going anywhere near that. Uh, you have Bregman at plus twelve hundred. Glaber Torres plus fourteen hundred, which is an interesting pick. Uh, Otani at plus eighteen hundred. I don't really see that. I, mean, I don't see it either. I don't know why if he's, he's not so gonna high. Pitch. I, I would I, like Rendon is plus twenty six hundred. I take Rendon any day over over uh, Otani uh, with those odds. Uh, Jose Ramirez, Garrett Cole. I mean, you're looking at you know Lindor's in there plus two thousand. I mean, outside of the top, you know. I don't know. I, I I don't see anybody else but Trout. Nobody no, stands honestly, out on this list except this, for Trout. I wouldn't put any money down unless you're betting Mike Trout. Uh, the only, like I said, the only guy that I would take outside of Trout is Rendon, honestly, and they're on the same team. Like he's the only other guy that I look at, and at plus twenty six hundred uh, after the season he had last year, you get with with Trout in the lineup, he's yeah, gonna no, he's I, gonna get, he's probably gonna get more to hit, which is that, crazy to say. That might be a good bet. But besides him, uh, Garrett Cole, I wouldn't touch uh, him in Yankee yeah, Stadium. Yeah, I mean he he'll probably win twenty plus games with that team. But I, I you know, as far as you have to have you have to have a you know, you've seen Jacob Degrom pitch to a one point seven <laughs> ERA. He only won what eleven, twelve games at, or ten games or something like that. And, yeah, it was low. I don't know what his rank in the MVP was, but. You know, well, especially with the Yankee bullpen, you're yeah, you're Garrett right. Cole. They might limit him to six innings a game. Honestly, yeah, yeah, no, I could, I could definitely see that. Uh, and obviously, as you get down the list, you know, there's some long shots here. But yeah, outside of Trout, I mean, Rendon to me, uh, you know, he should be much higher on the list than you know Otani or Francisco Lindor or somebody like that. Uh, but I'm high on the Angels this year too. So that's you know, that's me. But uh, so so outside of Trout, there's nobody that, that stands nah, out No, no one piques my interest. And you're getting Trout at, you know, minus 110. It's, that's not really that, nah. that bad, you know. It's not like he's an overwhelming favorite. And there's there are some guys on this list that are, that are questionable. So um, I think we'll, we'll both go on Trout here. But if you're going to look for somebody outside of him, I would, I would go Rendon, to be honest. Um, so let's talk about some Cy Young guys. Uh, mentioned him already, Garrett Cole, plus 250. The next guy on the list, Chris Sale, but he's, you know, with the injury now. Uh, Luis Severino is in the top five. He's going to be out for the year. So you might be able to get, you know, and like we said, this was, uh, this is about a week old. So these have changed. Honestly, Garrett Cole's odds have probably gone up because Severino's off the list. Chris Sale took a hit. Um, uh, you know, this Cy Young is, is tough because, just pit, you got to pitch the whole year. You know? Yeah, you do have to be healthy the whole year. Uh, last three winners in the AL were Verlander, Schnell, and Kluber. Okay. So, yeah, Kluber's on the list of plus twelve hundred. Snell's. Plus I actually like Snell. You like lot. Snell? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if, I mean, if he can repeat what he did last year, and you, I know you you took the Yankees for the under. If you think the Rays are going to be in the race, uh, 
I mean, it's tough to go against Cole or Verlander because of what they've done. Uh, you could argue Cole could have won it last year uh, with the numbers that he had. Yeah, it was pretty close between him and Verlander. Yeah, and, I mean, you're getting plus odds for everybody. You know, Garrett Cole is the favorite, you know, like we said, with plus 250. Uh, this is this is tough. Um, you know, I think uh, I think I I feel most comfortable going with the guy who I think is going to lead the league in, in wins, and that's Garrett Cole. Uh, and he's going to be there in strikeouts if he can keep his ERA down in Yankee Stadium. You know, I think that he's going to be the runaway uh, Cy Young winner if he stays healthy, and that remains to be seen, obviously. But again, a lot of these guys on the list. Snell's a good pick. Uh, Kluber, I don't really see, you know. It'll uh, be tough. I think people are down on the Indians this year. They look, I think they're, like we said, I think it was 83 and a half or 84 and a half or something. Um, so he really has to have a have a great year. Uh, Mike Clevenger, plus 1,200. Maybe Granky with the Angels? Yeah, plus, plus 2,000. If you're high on the Angels. Otani's on this list, but. He, maybe he is going to pitch. I don't, I don't really know. It might get a spot started yeah. too. I mean, Barrios is interesting on the Twins. Yeah, he, uh, he was pretty solid oh, last Granky's year. actually on the Astros. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah Granky on the Astros. Yeah, that could be an interesting pick. Plus two thousand. Uh, I don't. I, I think there's going to be a lot of Astros hate, so it's going to be. Yeah, that's tough to yeah, win an award. True. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think if I had to choose somebody on this list that I would feel comfortable, it's just going to be Garrett Cole to me. Especially with uh. MLB writers, that is something to think about when you're betting this. MLB writers are staunch and yeah. they hold a grudge. And they, they like to let everybody know it too. Like they they don't shy away from kind of throwing their weight around when it comes to their votes for these awards. Uh, so, you know, that's something, like you said, it's something to think about. Uh, nobody, I mean, Verlander, obviously, but, you know, he's he's – a year older, is he going to be able to repeat what he did last year? I don't know. Garrett Cole and the Yankees, they're the best team in the league. Uh, you know, I kind of lean in that. I know I don't like picking the chalky guys, but, you know, Garrett Cole at plus 250, you, you threw out Blake Snell. Yeah, um, I was reading up on it a little more. He did leave his last start in spring training. Where Injury? He, yeah. Okay. Well, there's nothing wrong with it structurally. They checked him out because he's returning off bone chips from last season. But he felt it was sore. So maybe he's okay. still getting in shape. So he might start off rough. But I would still keep him around. I I think the Rays are going to be better than people think. Okay. So they, their win total is at 90 and a half, which is yeah. that's pretty solid. Uh, but... Yeah, I think if you look, if you want to pick a couple names on this list that are interesting to me, I think uh, Lucas Giolito from the White Sox. He was a stud last year. Uh, you know, if the White Sox are better, you got to think that he's going to be a big reason why. Uh, so he's he's an interesting name to me, and I, I threw Barrios out there. If the Twins again, it's it's depending on all right. Are they going to be able to do to repeat what they did last year as a team? And I'm not sold on the Twins being able to do that, but Barrios is, is interesting to me as well. So those are kind of like the two guys that I, you know, long shots, you know, at plus 2,000 that I would be interested. You know, not, not mortgaging the house, but, mm. you know, just kind of making it interesting. And, you know, Garrett Cole is the top guy for me. So, What about uh, the NL? The NL, 
Uh, let's take a look. Jacob DeGrom, same odds as Garrett Cole, plus 250. He's the favorite. Uh, you go down the list a little bit here. Scherzer, plus 400. Walker Bueller from the Dodgers, plus 500. Jack Flaherty from the Cardinals, plus 550. And then you get into the thousands with Strasburg, Kershaw, Luis Castillo, uh, Aaron Nola, Noah Syndergaard, those guys. Uh, anybody stand out? Um, I'm going to bet hard against DeGrom here. He's won two in a row. Yeah. But there's only been two pitchers in the history of Major League Baseball to win the Cy Young more than two in a row. Can you name them? Huh. They were both in the NL. One was a former Mariner that went to the Diamondbacks. Yeah, my 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 baseball history. It's it's not recent though. Ninety. Uh, two thousand one. Randy, Randy Johnson. Yeah. Uh, and then he was another, an Atlanta Brave superstar. Was it Maddox? Yeah. Okay. And both of them Mad, won. Mad Dog. So this is pretty recent for yeah. you know historical purposes. They both won four Cy Youngs in a row. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, you know what you you for, you forget about those guys sometimes, <laughs> and then you go back and look at some of their. I mean, know, there's their, a couple guys that won and, like three and four or five years. Yeah, Kershaw has that. I think Sandy Koufax has that, but there's only been two people ever win at least three in a row, and they won it four, four times in a row. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, Maddox, Maddox did it for so long that you don't so, even realize. Like, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Throwing like ninety one, Randy John. I mean that whole era of you know Glavin, Maddox, Pedro, Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens. You know all those guys. That that was that was an exciting time. I was talking about it the other day with somebody, and uh, you know, and you brought it up a couple weeks ago about the Houston Astros. You know what's worse, the steroids or the Astros? And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know what? When the when the steroids era and steroid era was going on, you know, we were what eight years old. The whole the, the yeah probably race McGuire Sosa that was nineteen ninety eight I believe, and it's like that's what got me hooked on baseball to be honest. Yeah, like that that time period. I have a I have a plaque of Mark McGuire. <laughs> you know when it, that year when he hit seventy home runs, and. Uh, that that pretty much got you sold on baseball, but then you forget about those great pitchers too that were dominating. That were yeah, just lights out. And uh, yeah, I, do I think the Grom's gonna? I would love if he did it. Obviously, as a Mets fan, but do I think so? No, I think you know, and he's done it in non in an unconventional way. More, you know, not not as much now because we saw, you know, Felix Hernandez win it with 13 wins, right? And that was a big deal. Yeah, that he was the first one to win it. He went 13 and 12 that year, I yeah. believe. But it was also might have been a little bit of a makeup from the year before where he went 19 and six. Okay, and he didn't win it. No, Granky won it that year. That's when he was with the uh, Royals. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean. You're starting to see that now. Degrom, when he won it the first time, I think he was ten and nine. Like he, like he needed that last start to get to ten wins, 
Yeah, and you, you have to break at least ten wins. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think he would have won it anyway. Like, I don't think that. Uh, I don't think the tenth. I don't think the tenth win put him like over the top. I think he he still won it by his ERA was one point like his know, ERA was, was one point seven four. I think it was like that's insanity, and uh, yeah, do, would I like him to win three times in a row? Of course. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm actually leaning towards uh, Walker Bueller here at plus five hundred on that Dodger team. You know, he's just going to rack up wins. He's going to rack up wins if he can keep the ERA down. You know, uh, the Dodgers are going to be the best team in the league. You know, it's hard. It's hard for me to go against him. Getting him at plus five hundred. Uh, you know, that's it's not bad for for a guy for for the best pitcher on the best team in baseball. You know, we see it on the other you side. You think he's better than Kershaw? At this point, yeah. Okay. At this point, yeah. I think Kershaw, you know, with the injuries and... Uh, um, I think he's going to have a little bit of a bounce back here, Kershaw. Yeah, I don't know if I'd I, bet I would like Cy Young. No, I, I would like him to. I like him as a player. I think he's, you know, uh, you want to see mm-hmm. him perform better in the playoffs, obviously, because that's been his thing. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just very odd that that's been the case for him. But, but then there was also a video I think he threw... 17 sliders or something against the Astros. Like, people are just going so in-depth with this yeah. Astros cheating scandal. Yeah. And he got no swings and misses. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's right. He's <laughs> had his struggles, but that's, like, on another level. No swings and misses on 17 sliders. Yeah. Yeah. They. It's almost like they knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, some of these guys on here, uh, you know, Mike Soroka is interesting on the, the – the Braves. Uh, I like uh, Sonny Gray as a dark horse for the yeah. Reds. There, yeah, he's on the he Reds now. He went to the now. Reds and like he was just dominant. Yeah, I know. Came, <laughs> I mean, the, the AL East will they'll that'll inflate your numbers a little bit being in the AL, especially the AL East. But he went to the Reds and he was just a whole different. He was a whole nother guy. I know. So just getting out of the AL East, even out of the AL, benefits so many of these pitchers. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a plus four thousand. He's an interesting guy, uh, but I'm I'm on Walker Bueller here, and if I had to pick a guy farther down the list, Soroka, Stan, Aaron Nola plus two thousand, uh, Mike Soroka plus twenty five hundred. Some NL East guys, uh, you know, that's what I'm looking at there. So let's finish up with this. We'll finish up with the home run leader. Home run leader. Uh, do you just want to do overall, or you want to do AL and NL? Because they co- they combine it here. So I think it's just combined. Yeah. So let's just do, we'll do combined, just for odds purposes. It's a little bit easier. I got the last three winners here. We got Pete Alonso, your boy, with fifty three. Yep. Chris Davis with forty eight, and Sten with fifty nine and seventeen. Yeah, that was uh, when he was on the Marlins. Still. Yes. Uh, so. Uh, just running down the list here. Aaron Judge, top of the list, plus 800. Again, he's, he's, he's going to miss this opening day. Uh, Stan's in the top 10, plus 1,500. He's probably going to miss opening day. Um, uh, what, do you, what do you lean in here? Because I, I have a name that I'm, that I'm interested in. Well, I just want to give you this stat comes from ESPN.com. It's this new stat because baseball needs to invent stats. Yes. It's called uh, Park Factor. Combines rate of... Stats at home versus away, and if it's above one, it's good for the hitter. If it's worse than one, it's good for the pitchers. Can you guess the top five ballparks home uh, home run park factor? Mm. I have a few of them in mind. I'm going to go with uh, Globe Life, where the Rangers play. 
No. That's not on the list? No. Uh, the Diamondbacks? No. Wow. Okay. Uh, Yankee Stadium? No. Well, Yankee Stadium is actually ranked 25th. Really? Yeah. Wait, we're going in best for the hitter. Yes, this is best for the hitter. Okay. But it's... 25th. It's actually more of a pitcher's ballpark, according to these stats. Okay. I, guess I don't know if these stats are good. That short porch is... Uh, hey, we'll, we'll see. I mean, these... All right, so, uh, I, honestly, if I was anything, I would have to agree with these stats, because I watched Stan struggle to fucking hit a home run last year. Yeah, well, he's... I what mean, do you he have? Struggled One home run? Two there. home runs? Uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what he had, but he's been... You know, he's been just hurt, you know. Ever since he got, you know, it's terrible. Ever since he got hit in the face, like, he just can't. Yeah. Well, I you know, mean, that's, that would that's scare a freak, me. That's a freak thing, but uh, how about American Ballpark, where the Reds play? No. If you, right. Just give me one, and I'll stop this game. Um, Come on. I guess, you, hey, I, you, you should know, have I, at least I, one. I thought I knew here. Um, how about Camden Yards? Yes, thank you. All right. What was it? What number is that? That's fourth. Okay. All right. So give me the give me the other top five then. Rogers Center is would, number one. I would have never. I would. I think it has something to do. Oh with the well. Uh, okay. So uh, Coors Field. Yes. Be on there. All right. So I, Coors Field was number three. Nationals was number two. Okay. And gar- no guaranteed rate field, which is where the White Sox where the White Sox play. Okay. By the way, that's a shitty name for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a mouthful. <laughs> Um, where where was, do you have the uh, the ranking for the Phillies ballpark? Because I feel like that's a. That's I a do not have the rankings right for the Phillies. I have the bottom six here, though. All right, rattle those off. Uh, Oracle Park is the worst place where the Padres play. Kauffman Stadium is 29th. Marlins is 28th. Bush Stadium 27th, and Oakland 26th. All right, those those aren't. Surprising to me. No. Uh, I'm I'm curious where the the Rangers ballpark is because I feel like I, I think it's in the middle. I think it's in the top ten. I didn't okay. print up the whole list. I, but... I'm kind of leaning towards uh, Joey Gallo here. To... Yeah. Um. He was in it a couple years ago. Uh, in 18, he had 40 home runs. Okay. Last year he had a step back. Yeah, he did not have a great year last year. I don't think. I know he's never hit for a high average, but. He's kind of that. He's that all or nothing guy. He had, uh, you know what? I mean, home runs is a pretty important stat. It'd be nice. <laughs> he had twenty. Looks like he hit twenty-two home runs last year. He had, uh, yep, he had twenty-two. He had back-to-back years of forty plus. He had forty-one and forty in twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen, and then he had twenty-two last year. But he only he only played in seventy games, so he was on pace to hit over forty again. Uh, if he stays healthy, healthy, I think he's the guy. Uh, you know, it's hard to go against Mike Trout. I'm just trying to play a little, uh, you know, not go with those with those top. But Mike Trout at plus a thousand. I mean, that's not. That's he not had bad. 45 last year, which was good enough for one, two, three, four, fifth place. Yeah, uh, and he only and like we mentioned a few times, he had under 500 at bats. If he had, yes. a, if, he, if he had a full season, he would have hit mid 50s. So I. Plus a thousand. I mean, if you're thinking he's going to win the MVP too, you got to kind of go in that direction, right? Oh uh, yeah, because there's some guys that, there's some guys the new that, way baseball's played is they care about home runs over yeah the average. 
Yeah, I mean, you saw that with, with Trout. I mean, he was a three. He's been over three hundred every year, and last year he took a he took a step back at two ninety one. Uh, but when you're looking at the entire you know major leagues, obviously Bellinger is going to be a guy uh, that you look at. There's there are some big names on here. Nolan Arenado plus twenty two hundred. I like Chris Davis. Chris Davis down at plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, he had before last year he had three straight years of over forty. Last yeah. year he only had twenty three. A down year. Didn't he have he had three straight years of the same exact stats? Yeah, it was two forty seven average for three straight years, right? Four straight years. Wow, that's and the same amount of home runs, wasn't it? No, he had. 27 with Milwaukee. Then he went to the Oakland. It was 42, 43, 48. Okay. And last year was... Uh, 23. Okay. So, but, yeah. uh, but, I mean, that's interesting because after the, after those stats you just read... Yeah, it's, those, it's not a great ballpark. He was doing it, though. He's been doing it for a while. So, I mean, yeah, you got the... Like you got to figure upper 40s is probably going to win it for you. Yeah. I mean, we've seen a couple guys go over 50... Pete Alonso at over 50, Bellinger at over 50. Uh, you know, Trout was right there. Who in the AL hit over 50 last year? Did anybody? It was uh, George Soler. Oh, oh. Uh, your, uh, how do you? I don't Jorge, know. Jorge Soler. Yes. I think is how you pronounce it. He hit over 50? What did he, he hit? He hit 40. No, he did not hit oh, over. He, he was, was the, the highest okay. with 48. All right. So, I mean, you're getting his odds are plus 3,000 if you think he's going to. You know, if he kind of broke out, you know, maybe he's in his prime right now. Um, yeah, I mean, there are some names, there's some value here because, you know, judges got judges off the list, or not off the list, but you got you can't really put any stock in him. Um, yeah, I mean, th- this is this is the. I mean, my safe is, bet would be Bellinger, just because yeah. that lineup's going to be. Safe bet either Bellinger, in my opinion, Bellinger or Trout. Uh, you know, with Rendon in the lineup. You know, if he's getting on base, Trout's going to – they're going to have to pitch to him. And he had 45 and he, you know. Yeah, Bellinger had 47 last year and you just added Mookie Betts. Yeah. No, they, yeah, they're kind of in the same same type of position here. They had Mookie Betts. They had uh, Angels. Had, you know, L.A. had a good offseason. Yeah, both L.A. is <laughs> dead in baseball. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that obviously the home runs is always interesting. Uh, because we did see him after, you know, the whole steroid thing. We saw him kind of tail off a little bit. We saw a lot of, you know, 40s. If you hit in the 50s, you were, you know, they were it questioning was a, you yeah, after, it was after a surprise. the season. They, you were getting interrogated. Uh, so uh, so that's always good. Um, you know, home runs, I, I love them. I think most people do. I'm, I'm more of, uh, you know, uh, make the game more exciting, uh, which there are there have been some new rule changes. We'll get into those next time. Uh, some rule changes as far as the pitching changes and things like that of what you can and cannot do. But we'll get into all of that uh, as the season gets closer. Um, so that's that's pretty much what we got for you today. Uh, you know, a little impromptu discussion about the, the uh, you know, James Dolan incident. and uh, Mr. Some, New York Nick himself, football. James Dolan. Yep. So, uh, but that was, that, was a good little, uh, <laughs> that was a good little opener for us right there. But uh, talked a little bit of that. Talked some XFL, some NFL draft too. We threw that in there and... Uh, Finish up with some MLB. So obviously, as the season gets closer to Major League Baseball or for Major League Baseball, we're gonna uh, spend some more time on that. And you know, the NBA playoffs, whenever those start, uh, I could they tell ever you. do. Uh, <laughs> you know, at this point, I mean, we're you know we're in. Uh, oh, and we have some March Madness coming up. So yes, excited for so, that. Yeah, we're gonna that I conference think that, tournaments are coming up very soon. Outside of 
I want to say outside of the World Cup. I think the World Cup is the most bet sport or sporting event in the world. I think second is March Madness. I so, would probably agree with you. Yeah. So I think they, that I think those are those are what the numbers uh, show. They always have that uh, report every year with how much lost production is on Thursday and Friday of the opening weekend of March Madness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll be uh, something that we we're gonna have to talk about, obviously. Um, we got a bunch of guys working pretty hard for the link, uh, doing college basketball. And right I think now, they're very so. hot, actually. They are. They are. If you've been, uh, if you've been following the parlays, uh, they've consistently hit like four out of five on the parlays. They're just not, you know, I don't know if they've hit all five yet or how they do it. They got each guy makes their own pick and they put out the parlay there. So make sure to check that out because even if you're not hitting the parlay, if you do, if you do them separately, you, you're you're winning some pretty good money right now. Um, but yeah, that, so ch make sure to check that out. Uh, so that's our show for you again. Uh, like I said, check out the link, linksports.com, L Y N Q sports.com. Uh, everything's free. Some draft stuff coming out. Austin's already got a nice piece out there. That's done, you know, pretty well as far as uh, viewership goes, make sure to check that out. Uh, and, uh, stay tuned for some, some more MLB coming your way as well as some, some March madness. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, give us a follow on Twitter at Square the Sharp. Uh, tw Twitter, uh, iTunes. Check out the uh, the podcast on iTunes. Like and subscribe. It. Yeah, like give us a rating. What yeah. you think we deserve? Yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, and you can always email us at uh, squaringuptthesharp at gmail .com. Yeah, and uh, you know whatever whatever you use to to get at us. Uh, we are on Podbean as well. Uh, if if you use that, I know that's not as popular, but uh, iTunes is the way to go uh, on the uh, the podcast app on your phone. So make sure to check that out again. Twitter uh, at Square the Sharp, and we will see you next week. And here's to, to squaring, squaring up the sharp. sharp.